just hit so the sonic trailer came out today it was today yep oh it's beautiful you know we are excited we should we should be excited about that as a podcast who has talked about sonic the hedgehog but i'm not sure that that version of sonic is very fetish inducing i uh, already proposed to a, a group chat that i'm in that this is sega's attempt to make sonic unfuckable <laughs> is that the goal? To we make want him, to, we want to make to him so strange looking that people don't want to fuck Sonic anymore. I do think his eyes look weird. So does his fur and his hands. He wears gloves. He doesn't yeah. wear, he doesn't have white hands. And so do his legs and his whole body and his face and his eyes and his teeth. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, in my opinion, Sonic was that fuckable before, but definitely not now. I mean, there's supposed to be a hard R penetration scene in that. Is there really? No. Do we see Sonic Dong? <laughs> I wish. Also, No, you that... saw all of Sonic had to offer in that trailer. Also, like, we... Uh, yeah. We I just want to know if it's, if it's, like, nude color, like the rest of his, like, middle or body section, or is it blue? I'm, I am glad that they included my favorite character from the games, Generic the Cop. <laughs> yeah. Sonic's most famous partner who's a random sheriff who just found Sonic one day. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Does Knuckles show up? Who knows? Is he actually a toilet? Jim Carrey? Knuckles was never a toilet. Oh, I'm sorry. Sonic was a toilet combined with Shadow. Okay, alright. I think Shadow was the bowl and Sonic was the yeah, upper I'm, decker part. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I repressed. <laughs> I repressed all of that. So, yeah. But while we're recounting our fond, fond memories um, of of this, I think that we probably better mention who we are. Okay. And I think that we should do it in a game, and I think that it should relate and tie into our topic for today, which this is episode 84, and we are talking about farts. Mm. Don't you bleep that. <laughs> we gotta save it for next week. No, today is farting fetish, and oh. there's a reason why. Because in our game, I want to know, what is it... Okay, are you are you are grossed you... out more by farts, like the sound of farts, or by the smell of farts? So, I'm Dana. Or, oh, my game... What's your are game? you more of a are you more of a smelt it dealt it person or a said the rhyme did the crime person? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I think we can do both. Okay. I think we can do both. I'm Dana. Um I I definitely am a smelt it dealt it person. Um just cuz I think that that is one that has hung over me since like, I don't know, first grade. He who smelt it dealt it. So there's a little like old world flair to that phrase. It's too. they who smelt it, dealt it. Um, that's not how I learned it. <laughs> that's not how I learned it in grade school. Um, I'm just trying to uh, take the gender out of it. I'm like, glad you did. They whom <laughs> smelt it, dealt it. 
Yes. <laughs> As Shakespeare once wrote. Oh, they whom man. smelteth it <laughs> were the dealers of it. I don't know. As someone who's been farted on multiple times today. Well, you were children. By a small child. You also have a dog. Yeah, I do have a dog. And they um, fart all the time. I have to say, it's not so much the sound that kills me. Like, the sound is kind of alerting. Well, yeah, the sound is just the sound. But, like, the smell. Some people can't stand the sound. Like, they'd rather not hear it. And then, like, they smell it and they're like, oh, that's gross. But, like, at least I didn't hear something. Like, for some people, there's the I've, smell that doesn't bother them. I don't know. I've never met that kind of person. Oh, okay. But I would say definitely the smell. Okay. I have known people that just don't understand why farts are so gross. Yeah. Because they don't have a sense of smell. And so the sound isn't anything to them either. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of the two. Like, if there's no smell, the, the sound's pointless. Okay. Yeah, in my that opinion. makes sense. That makes sense. Also, okay. uh, apparently don't hang out with a bunch of deaf people because they will be farting left and right because they can't hear it. I've heard that. I've heard that too. It's like, <laughs> I like people I know who know sign language are like, oh yeah, there's no shame because yeah. they Doesn't can't matter. hear it. Yeah. So so it's all smell mm-hmm. in that case. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So what's your, your phraseology preference? Oh, it's whoever said the rhyme. Whoever yeah, they're throwing they're, out, did the crime. Did the crime. Got it. So the rhyme is a fart? No. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. The response is, whoever said the rhyme did the crime. <gasps> oh. I didn't realize that those worked in conjunction with yeah, one Yeah, no. It's to be like, oh, you're throwing out accusations? These baseless accusations? Trying to throw off suspicion that you farted? Uh-huh. I'm sure. I'm sure it was someone else in the room. Nah, it was you. We see you for who you are. <laughs> because you rhymed. You're the one who did it. Yeah. Got it. You drew attention to it to draw attention away from yourself. That is hilarious and we'll never really know who actually farted because there's so many rhyming ways to like throw off the scent there's plenty of of people that admit to it yeah there's another one that's also like whoever throws out the accusation of something blah 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 there's a bunch of rhymes there's a bunch of rhymes in response to whoever smelt it dealt it got it i'm not familiar with those i guess i'm just uncultured that way yeah but um have you ever been oh my gosh have you ever been around another couple Like, there was one time I would go hang out with my friend who was, at the time, dating someone. And for some reason, they were A-OK burping as loud as possible and farting as loud as possible. And they thought it was absolutely hilarious. I don't think I will ever get that comfortable in a relationship. I I actually make it policy not to hang out with people that are couples, so. (laughs) That's not true. Okay, not just a couple, like a third wheel, like as long as there's no, like I'm four people joking. or more. Oh, okay. That would be a weird policy to have. That would be a weird policy to have. I don't know. I just felt uber uncomfortable because I'm like sitting on a chair and this couple is like sitting eating dinner and they're like burping and farting their way through dinner and I'm just like, I mean, burping, this is uncomfortable. Burping's fine. Yeah. Farting's like, I mean, like, that smells. Yeah. Like, come on. Get, get that, go away. It was so awkward. Has that ever happened to you? What? Just being hanging out with like a uber comfortable couple that's like, I don't know. That's don't just know continuously burping and farting at each other? Yeah. No, I think they need to change their diet. Yeah. 
it sounds like they have dietary issues. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that they did. They did. Um, I don't know many people that burp and fart nonstop mm -hmm. unless they're eating shitty food. Part of me wants to attribute the fact that they farted and burped in front of each other like as contributing to their relationship's demise. Like they were just too okay with it. And they ended up breaking up after like two years. I mean, that seems like a nice relationship to be able to have if you're, if you're that comfortable around somebody. Is it that you're comfortable or that you just you just have given up on life and you both just don't care? Or you just don't respect the other person. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a comfort thing. Okay. Some couples are super gross around each other. I'm not yeah. talking about like burping and farting. Yeah. I mean like popping zits and stuff off each other. Oh, but that's like, that's just helpful. Like if you have a zit on your back... Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to show you that I love and appreciate you by helping you pop that zit that you can't reach. Or by giving you a loofah. Or by, <laughs> I don't know. I think that that's a, that's a love thing. Like, you handle the other person's really nasty, smelly socks. Like. That socks. Everyone's socks smell bad. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And everyone burps and farts. That's true. They <laughs> do, but I do it in private. Yeah, and I don't want people <laughs> popping my zits. That's weird. <laughs> Although sometimes I hear my significant other's farts, and I'm just like, I know you're trying to do that quietly in another room, but I still hear it. So, so? <laughs> everybody poops. I don't care. Dana. Have you I seen know. that book? Yes, everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everyone's stinky. <laughs> Humankind is gross. Yes, human bodies are gross. Yeah. They need to be eradicated. <laughs> Now that we've kind of like set the scene here and talked so about dogs. all this stuff. Dogs are also gross as fuck. But. It's true. It's true. But I still love and kiss mine all the time. All animals, unless they're cooked, are gross. And children. Now that would be children. a weird stance to have. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You mentioned, a long time ago, you mentioned something to me that was like a cookbook for children. And it was like written by a satirist from England like a long time ago. Oh... Swift? Yes. Wasn't it a cookbook for children? No. No. It's a modest proposal. A modest proposal. It's like the most famous piece of satire literature ever made. Yeah. What was you're, it about? You're it an Anglophile. I should know better. I should know better, but I'm also working on very little sleep. Uh, no, he was a he was a statesman as well, uh, and, uh, and so I I think he was part of English Parliament, uh, but they were discussing like. How do we fix the Irish problem? Because there's too many Irish and they're poor and they just, they keep breeding and then they just stay in a cycle of staying poor. So how do we fix them? Because they're a problem. And he's like, well, like wrote this piece, a modest proposal that mm -hmm. was about uh, uh, paying Irish women for their newborns. Mm -hmm. And that way you get to feed the woman. Like, she feed and clothe her and, like, take care of her. It was a very well-thought-out proposal. Mm hmm If you have no morals. Yeah. <laughs> and and are perfectly fine with eating children. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to purchase Irish children to be eaten, both as a food supply and as delicacy. Ah. And everyone was, like, super outraged by it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you guys are essentially proposing at the time... It, what we would see it now as concentration camps. Right. And he's like, I'm just taking it a step further. Mm -hmm. Like, 
And I, now you're all up in arms. Yeah, you're yeah. like, you're like, let's kill the adults. I'm saying, why do we kill the adults when we can kill the children before they become adults and fix the problem right there? I feel like we're still dealing with this problem, too. Yeah. Anyways. We deal with the problem every time we have another uh, racial group that isn't accepted by uh, the mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Why do those people still have babies? They should get their tubes tied. They took our jobs as something that poor, ignorant people have been saying since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Look, we're not even, we don't even have Tommy here and we're still talking about politics. Tommy never talks about politics. He just goes, orange man bad. <laughs> yes, he does. That's and then true. I and then I censor that. <laughs> well, I I poo poo in that general direction. Yeah, Amaz's proposal is only like twenty pages long. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like it's, yeah. It's one of the most famous pieces of satire ever. You should read it. I need to reread it. I think I've like looked at it before. I don't think I've finished reading it because I had other things to do, and that's just my life. But but it's all because those stinky Irish fart everywhere. Uh well, you know what? I'm okay with the Irish. I'm dating one. That's mostly Irish. So he was born in the United States. Come yes, on. but he has very strong Irish. They celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I never knew how you were supposed to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. You actually do celebrate yeah. St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, you drink green beer, and they're like, no, you have a nice meal. And it's St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, you have a nice meal and drink green beer. Yes, yeah, apparently. You and did. yeah, yeah. I so. was raised Catholic. I know how Catholics go. I are we celebrating? Are we celebrating? Well, time to drink. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. That's true. You're right. Well, but today we are talking about farting. So, farting fetishes, not just yeah. farting. No, farting fetish. Farting which... smells bad. Farting fetish smells bad, along with a bunch of other smells that happen from sex. Yes, yes. But I'm super glad to finally talk about this. I feel like we've had this one on the list for a long time. Um, so the technical name, the, the technical name for this is called eproctophilia, eproctophilia, um, which kind of, I guess, makes me think of like ectoplasm. Like, I don't know, like the green ghost from Ghostbusters. Slimer. Slimer. It's like, oh, like, you probably, yeah, you keep like, I don't know. He's like green and I'm sure he smells bad. I makes me know. think of a proctor. Yeah. That's Whatever it. that is. <laughs> Isn't it like an orator? Oh, a proctor. Yes. Yeah, just a proctor. Yeah, that's yeah. a person that gives a test or observes other people giving a test. Yeah. Proctor. So, um, I will say that um, this has been studied a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit, um, and it is just, a proctophilia is just the sexual arousal caused by flatulence. Um, and there's actually a lot of preferences for stinky farts, for different kinds of stinky farts, um, for more gassy, airy farts. Um, a proctophiles um, actually spend an abnormal amount of time thinking about farting and flatulence and have recurring intense sexual urges and fantasies involving farting and flatulence, sometimes during intercourse or sometimes just by itself. Um, Do you think these people become proctologists? Yeah, maybe. Isn't proctology? Oh! It's butt medicine. Oh, study of the butt. So I'm guessing eproctophilia and this have the same root word. I've watched enough Grey's Anatomy. I should know this by now. Because there's actually. Is there a a lot of anal in Grey's Anatomy? There is a doctor that specializes in butt stuff. Uh. (laughs) She must have strong anus muscles. I, you know, actually, I probably. Her character is very anal retentive, so I'm going to assume 
She retains that dick up her butt? Yeah, probably. She probably <laughs> does. Um, but anyways, um, sometimes er- aproctophilia can coincide with olfactorphilia, which is arousal or pleasure from smelling or odors. So ol- olfactophilia, olf- olfactophilia. Olfactophilia. Yeah, yeah. which it has to olfactory. do with yeah, yeah the olfactory glands. So like your sense of smell. Obviously, these things probably do coincide pretty regularly. Yeah, because uh, that's supposed to be like the most triggering sense for memory. memory. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it relates to like I don't know their first like sexual encounter, and it's like oh I was going down on this girl and she, she farted. farted on my face. <laughs> And ever since then, I've gotten off to farts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it is, it is, smell is a very powerful sexual stimulus. Um, but there's no, little to no scientific research on that, which is strange. You would think there would be a lot more research on olfactophilia. Um, but there's actually a little bit more research that's been done on a proctophilia than huh, there's the, the smell. Part. I was thinking the other day that, like, Smell is, like, the most ignored sense. Mm-hmm. Like, out of the five senses, even though, you know, there's more than five senses. The five yeah. primary senses. Smell is, like, the one that's, like, the least addressed. Yes. Like, visuals. I mean, art has always been around. Music's always been around. You know, taste and feeling. Like, feeling is another one that's kind of left out. Mm-hmm. But, like, we have whole, like, culinary schools for taste and I guess somewhat smell. But yeah, smell seems to like to be the, the most ignored one. It's like the black sheep of the senses. Yeah. Except but for it's that the most sen- powerful. It's the white violin of the senses. I haven't seen that show. <laughs> uh, you haven't? Hmm. You haven't watched Umbrella Academy. Wow. Every, right. refer- every reference I've ever made to it is because I read a summary of it. Oh, okay. Well, that's really disappointing. <laughs> I'm, I am mildly disappointed in you. I don't have time to watch every new show that comes out on Netflix and be like, hopefully this one's not terrible. <laughs> okay, it's not. It's actually really pretty cool, and I actually love some of the characters. Highly recommend Umbrella Factor- Umbrella Factory. <laughs> Umbrella Factory. Also, not- also, they changed up the ending. She's supposed to get shot through the head at the end and die. And you haven't seen it. So how no, would you know? Because the comic. I read the summary and good compare and contrast. Oh, okay. All right. I get bored and watch YouTube a lot. They're making a second season. They couldn't kill her off. Yeah, they could have. They did it in the comics. Well. Although I think the comic is just one run. Like mm-hmm. the, the first season adapted the comic and now they're doing like some other shit. Yeah, probably. I don't know. In the Umbrella uh, Academy cinematic universe in a multi- dimensional yeah they're gonna cross over with sabrina and uh the oa and uh i do like sabrina arrested development and uh uh what's that old one kinder falls or something oh i have no idea no the one that takes place in uh like the netherlands or norway peppa pig no it's uh it's gonna annoy the shit out of me anyway tell me more about 
what we're supposed to be talking about, I which is fart you. fetish. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have found a couple of accounts of self-reported aproctophiles. Um, one of them mentioned having had their face farted on by both men and women at point blank range. Now, my initial thought about that is like, oh my gosh, pink eye. Like, what about pink eye? Pink eye mm-hmm. is a thing, and that's terrifying. Um, yep. So I, the guy said, uh, the, I say that guy, um, it's one person. I don't really know the gender, um, but it said, um, they said, I like the sound and the smell, the worse, the better in terms of sound. I prefer a deep bubbling sound in terms of smell. I like acrid sulfur. I prefer the farter to be clothed and I don't particularly like seeing the anus open. It's not revolting to me. I just prefer fabric for three reasons. Firstly, the sound tends to be better with fabric, particularly jeans or nylons. Second, the smell lingers in the cloth, whereas the nude, in the nude, it is a relatively quick blast of smell. And third, I like the look of the butt cheeks when they are defined by fabric. So there's actually like, I mean, it wasn't until I read that that I realized like there's a whole lot of things that are going on here. Um, the overall sound is like intense, but like maybe a little bit muted by the fabric. So like there's, there's a whole lot of things that play a role here. Um, and I was glad to hear that this particular person, a proctophile really does like the person's butt to be clothed because maybe that cuts down on the likelihood of pink eye. I don't really know. I know that, I mean, from like grade school, like you hear about people going to camp and people farting like bare assed on somebody else's pillow. And then that's how pink eye gets started. So like in my head, I'm thinking, oh no, this is a recipe for disaster. It doesn't have to be clothed. You can put like a dental dam for their butthole. (laughs) Uh, It was Lily Hammer. So let us continue. (laughs) Lily Hammer was the one that I was thinking of. Oh, that Netflix original. I'm not sure I've ever seen it either. It's the original Netflix original. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Probably why I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, so there's actually a lot that goes into this. I mean, for this particular person, um, they liked the sound and the smell. Both of those were important. Um, and the worse, the better in terms of sound, a deep bubbling sound, which like, I can't replicate what that sounds like, but like, I know what that sounds like. And that sounds like the fart that comes right before the poo. <laughs> it sounds like the good sex. <laughs> Is that what you're making? I- it's like the coleslaw stirring noise. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the deep bubbling sound, which makes me laugh because I feel like that's like that's like late term farting. Like there's early term farting where it's like, oh, here's a little little a squeak or whatever. But then when you get into like the deep farts, that's right before the poop comes. The deep bass echo. Yeah. <laughs> the super bass. It shakes the <laughs> shakes the bed sheets. Um. Anyways, and then, like, an acrid sulfur smell is what this particular person preferred. Sulfur. So I'm like, okay, is that, like, rotten egg? That's, like, deep, bad yeah, rotten sul- egg Yeah, sulfur is rotten egg, but most, don't most farts smell like methane? I don't know. I mean, methane has its own smell, right? Like, yeah. I don't even know how to describe methane as a smell. It smells like a fart. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, obviously, but can it also smell like a rotten egg? I don't know, is your body producing sulfur? I don't think... No, but it can still smell like sulfur without being sulfurous. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I wish I wish we could interview 
and a proctophile on this. But I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, a deep, um, acrid sulfur smell. Um, And the fact that he doesn't like to necessarily see the anus being open. Um, Like, knowing it's there, knowing it's, like, all of this smell and sound is coming out of the anus, but doesn't want to actually see the anus open. Yeah, he doesn't want to see the anus wink out a fart. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what it is? Wink? I assume Uh, that's... More like belch, but out of the... I don't know. It's an eye. No, the whispering eye is before that. No, it's the brown eye. Oh, it's the brown Have eye. you never heard that? No. Oh. That's another new one I heard. It's a, it's a super gross thing that I heard that my uh, friend's dad, uh, well, I assume a bunch of people did it. Oh. But uh, it's uh, it's like a locker room thing where they would, uh, uh, apparently guys would. Uh, Whisper with their brown eye? Or no. blink with their brown eye? <laughs> bend over and pull their butt cheeks apart, yell at their friend to look over, and then yell, Brown eye. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, Would they fart at the same time? I don't just, think so. Just show off their butthole. Yeah. Just show off their butthole. Oh, I don't want... I, in my brain. I've I'm never, like, I've never witnessed this, so I, I hope that... Uh, I hope that our generation was more cultured than that. I'm not sure girls did that at my high school gym class. Did they just like hold each other's hands while they poop and stuff? It's weird. No, we never did that either. No. We weren't that cool. Then again, I really didn't pay attention that much in gym class because I was just like, I'm tired. I just want to go back to my Spanish class. All right. Um, Anyways, so that kind of gives us a little bit of insight into um, one particular proctophile's experience in this. And I think it does give us a chance to kind of imagine all the intricacies of what this is like because it's like oh you enjoy being farted on like that's so simplistic whenever you compare it with this particular description yeah i i actually turns out i did do research on this like mm. four weeks ago when we originally planned this topic mm-hmm. uh because i do remember reading that account oh you do okay. yeah that was yeah. on a uh mark griffith's site wasn't yes it? i yeah. think so i mean like he's our reference for a lot of this stuff um and i'm grateful for his research because that actually gives us a lot of insight into um and a lot of facts and figures and things that i can find for this so um i will say that this kind of in in my description of like that's the fart that comes right before the poop um, some people do claim that a proctophilia is like a soft core form of yes. coprophilia um, or poo fetish, um, though many fart fetishists would argue that it's not the same. They largely don't like the idea of scat. So, but how do they feel about shards? <laughs> shards, a productive fart, an ac- accidental. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, what if they're like their partner's like farting up a storm, and it's just like, oh man, this is so great, and then one lets loose, and it's just like. Okay, well, now I need to go clean my pants. I'm going to guess, I want to guess that somebody who's also into ABDL, that's also an a proctophiliac, would probably be okay. A proctophile. There we go. Um, If there was like an accidental, like, diaper filling productive fart... That they would probably be like, oh, that's okay, because you're actually doing it the into a diaper. The proper term is shart. A shart. I'm sorry, a shart. Also, yeah. Okay. We like portmanteaus on this show. Yes. And so, yes. please, use the combination of shit and fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, or shit, fart, and art. <gasps> there you Ooh. go. There you go. Mich- I don't know. I don't know how we could incorporate that too. But <laughs> Farts are just art that got an F. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well. Um, or in this case, a D. Mm-hmm. Well, I can for see. For dick. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can see why people that are into farting may not also be into scat. I mean, this particular proctophile that I mentioned before doesn't even like to see the anus. So I could understand why those things would actually be separate. Um, he likes the, uh, or he likes the, the thunder olfactory and the, uh, <laughs> Before the, the sonar sense, sonar sensation, but not the, uh, mm-hmm. not the physical feeling and visual mm-hmm. dookie. Yeah, he likes the smell of the rain and the um, uh, the thunder before the the lightning strikes. So um. <laughs> he's, just, he's just playing ACDC's Thunderstruck. <laughs> That's, That's what it is. He's got one of those candles lit that smells like a rainstorm. I don't know. Um, there is a little bit of psychology that I found in regards to this. Um, according to sex and relationship therapist Sarah Barry. Farts are generally regarded as funny, gross, and or embarrassing. Any experiences exacerbating any of these reactions could give rise to farting as a sexual preference. Which, if we think back to a lot of our other research that we've done for this podcast, um, anytime you like release pressure in that general area of of you know. I don't know, the, the pubic area um, or the butthole area or whatever. Anytime you have a release of pressure there or um, uh, an uncomfortable sensation that you release and then are made more comfortable, um, all of that is it ties back into um, a sense of pleasure. You feel a sense of pleasure whenever you have let out a fart. You're like, ah, that's better. Um, so And farts are funny. Yeah. And we've talked about this in our poop episode on our... Um, Sonic episode. Uh, not on our Sonic episode. On clown um, episode. No. Uh, on our peeing episode. episode. Yeah. The urine episode. Vomit. Ah, yes. That one too. So anytime you feel uncomfortable and then you your body does some kind of action and then you feel better, yeah. it's easy to um, for the brain to kind of basically create a connection um, with that being kind of a sexual arousal kind of pleasure as well. No matter what your body ejaculates, you're having fun. <laughs> um, Whether also, it be poop, yeah, gas, pee, vomit, ejaculate, vomit. Um, yeah, we've talked about all of those things on this show. Um, also, the fact that she mentions it's funny and or gross sometimes that could also be um, a, cause a sense of arousal as well. Um, I don't want to say much in the same way as like the clown fetish does because that's funny and can be considered gross. I don't know. That's that's kind of a little bit of a stretch, but there's nothing funny about clowns. No, I agree. There's not anything about funny about clowns. I actually saw another video, one of those stupid videos that has the clown that's got like a axe and he's like running down the street at night and this car drives up to him and he like looks at the driver and then he like starts to like take tiny steps towards the car and the guy was just like just hit him just hit him and i was like oh my gosh you remember that clown scare of like what 2016 yeah was that the year that everyone like 
I remember. Especially people in Florida just like lost their minds and just uh, yeah. started walking around like clowns and that was terrifying. The Anyways. Fabricated thing. Yeah. Sorry, I'm super cynical about that kind of stuff when I see it online. It's like, I don't know oh, what started yeah, that phase. Yeah, that whole made up thing that wasn't actually a thing that people tried to make a thing. Yeah, people tried to make it a thing. I'm it's like a it rainbow did. party. Oh. I feel like those have just as much authenticity as rainbow parties. Okay, okay. For the class, go ahead and define a rainbow party. We don't, we've talked about rainbow parties. I know what it is, but for our listeners, go ahead. Go back and listen to now. A rainbow party is when, uh, uh, supposedly, it happened all the time in the early 2000s. Are your teenage kids going to rainbow parties? Uh, so, uh, a rainbow party is where girls would have on different shades of lipstick... Mm-hmm. Not on your arm, Dana. Yeah, okay. Each each girl would have a different shade of lipstick, and she would give a guy a blowjob. And uh, the goal was, for the guys at least, to get every shade on their dick. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about previously on an episode, this makes no fucking sense. Right. Because they would just smear together into one brown paste, and then it just looks like your dick is covered in poopy. There you go. There you go. I'm glad that you've debunked that. Unless they're literally just putting their mouth around and then spinning their head in a circle so Mm -hmm. it's only in one spot. Yeah, like in in successive rings up to the head of the penis. Is that what we're thinking here? Or back. I don't don't know. Do you start from the head and color down or start from the base and color up? I don't know. That's to be determined. Hey, if you've ever been to a rainbow party, why don't you send us a message? They don't exist. They never (laughs) happened. Exactly. There's never been an actual recorded incidence of it happening. Therefore, we will not have any emails to look at. I guarantee... I'm just inviting somebody. Well, but we'll probably get pranked. I guarantee Oprah showcasing it on her show caused more rainbow parties to happen than ever happened before. Just like the clown appearances, one getting mentioned probably sparked lots of other people to break out their clown suits. And goddamn you if you did. But so. if you did go to a rainbow party, let me know how many colors you got. Because <laughs> there's only seven colors in a rainbow. Also, you can just cheat and go buy a bunch of lipstick and be like, Look, I had 20 girls, but the hands ain't I got so many blowjobs tonight. Or just put poopy on your dick. And that's also, it also works, right? Then just walk out and be like, hey guys, anal. And they're yeah. like, wait, what? Whoa. That's a thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro. All right. Well, that brings us back to this. Um, back to back to farting. Back to the thunder before the poopy storm. Um, back to the thunder from down under. <laughs> there we go. Um, those participating in a proctophilia or are actively engaged in this fetish are largely heterosexual males. Um, which was also part of this study. Usually heterosexual males. Though, of course, this could easily be because the serious lack of any further data can't really insightfully show uh, us more about this kink's demographic. Because think about it. who, What kind of sexuality gets the most research done on them? And that would, of course, be heterosexual males. Heterosexual. 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 Potato. Potato. No. Tomato. Tomato. No one says potato. No one says tomato. <laughs> Heterosexual sure potato and tomato. There's a whole song about this. Okay. Um, also, no one in the world has ever said potato seriously. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that just to make you mad. 
<laughs> I, I will bleep you every time you, you say it. You will bleep me. Potato, potato, potato. I'm going to start working it in like meow. Um, when four aproctophiles, according to the study, when four aproctophiles were asked uh, what singular aspect, singular aspect, uh, drives their fetish, they all agreed that it was the intimacy of farting. So I talked about like the comfortable couple. Um, in a lot of situations for aproctophiles, um, it can be the fact that they're just comfortable enough to fart on somebody. So if they are engaging in sex and they are in the middle of, of, you know, penetrative sex or otherwise, um, it's okay to fart. And the fact that somebody is so comfortable as to do that at that time. Um, but that's just ridiculous. Farts happen during sex all the time. Yes. That's just a common thing. Yeah. And I'm curious about the difference between, like, a proctophilia and, like, queefing. Because queefing happens a lot say, during the good sex. Queefing happens all the time. Yeah. You're shoving air up there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so, like, I'm curious if that's a turn on, too, like, for a proctophile. kind of just like a whisper. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a guttural tuba no no <laughs> there's not usually bubbling involved no it's like a unless gu- you are lubed up like shamu yeah. i don't know a queef is more like a, a like ghost mm-hmm. uh, you it's have like to a, you have to pick it up on evp it's more of a fluff if you're if you're recording something and there's complete silence you might hear it say more more <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny um well i thought i thought that was kind of I don't know. I, that's something I'm going to have to like wonder about. Maybe we'll get somebody will write in and tell us like, Hey, yo, I am an proctophile and also queefing is the best. Although there's not so much of a smell with queefing is there. It just smells like sex. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I don't, I don't actively smell queefs. Yeah. We need to get somebody in the science department to like look look into that. Yeah, I would assume our research and development. I would assume there's multiple <laughs> different smells of queefs. Mm-hmm. Uh I would imagine so too. There's like post sex queef and then there's just like normal I don't know, I I sat down weird and air got shoved up my vagina queef, which probably doesn't smell like sex. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just jumped out of a plane queef. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to fill myself. I tried to inflate myself like a bicycle. <laughs> Queef. That probably smells like rubber. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. There is actually, there's actually like Guinness World Book records about people that are able to like not shove air up their buttholes, but they're able to like. Yeah, you can suck air up your butt. Suck up air. Yeah. Yep. In there. And then they just use their farts. Yep. There's, yeah, you can suck air up your butt, just like you can suck air down your uh, esophagus and then uh, force yourself to burp. You, it is possible. I, I uh, That's amazing. I, that's muscle control. Yeah, I, I have never attempted it, or nor do I think I would be able to. But uh, yeah, apparently you can just, uh, like, someone can suck air up their anus mm-hmm. just by using their muscles and then uh, uh, flex that air out. You know how I know about that? <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they had some guy who was like a Guinness World Book Records. I don't know. I think Guinness he like. Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, I think he was like a record holder and he was like airing up balloons with his butthole. 
because he was like able to control those muscles. I don't it's know. It's not a record. It's not a. It's it not was. A, it had to not be a, a record. record. I don't know. They talked about it on the show, but this was years ago. So it's like it's like oh I I skydived out an airplane, but only my legs were tied to it. <laughs> Since no one else was stupid enough to do it, that's a world record, right? Right. <laughs> It's not a world record. It's just something that one idiot did one day. Yeah. And it was no like, offense to the person who shoves air up his own butt. Yeah. If you'd like to be on the show to talk about a proctophilia, you're more than welcome. Just don't fart on us. I say us. I'm not really into it. You must Although, have a very flexible anus. Or very strong say, anus muscles. Yeah. Do you think you pick stuff up with it? Probably. Like just the butthole? Lots of people can use their <laughs> vaginas could- to pick up things. They do you have think it's like for that too? Do you think it's like Lady of the Tramp, <laughs> where you can just eat a long oh, spaghetti noodle no! and it's just slowly getting sucked out? <laughs> that that would be interesting. Having that would be worthy to be in the Guinness Book of World I'd Records. I'd like to invite your butthole over for a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would be interested in seeing that in the Book of World Records. Yes, I would too. Too. But you know worthy. what? That is something that we have on the horizon. At some point, we're going to be talking about butt sex, noodles, sex, <laughs> sex world records. Because no. um, there's a lot, and that's stuff that people actually like televise and like record is like sex world records. So we're going to talk about that soon. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, the other thing is the one of the best positions I have found for a heterosexual couple. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Heterosexual couple. Um, <laughs> you can mark that. <laughs> I'm losing serious credibility with Chris today. Um, but one of the best positions that you can be in for experiencing some of the pleasures of, um, of a proctophilia um, is probably something in the range of a doggy style um, or bent over kind of approach um, where one person is, you know, mounted and can fart upwards because generally methane rises. So um, you probably want to be in a doggy position or a downward facing position. I, I would have figured that uh, it would be like going down on somebody. Oh, I'm sure that, that works your too. Your nose is going to be right. Th- ooh, like 69 position. Yeah, I'm sure. Your, I'm sure your that works nose too. and face are uh, right there. Right up in there. Right, right up in there. That I would don't know. be the... Uh, Pink eye alert. Pink eye alert. When we get into the FDI, I'm going to say that if you are giving head to someone and they fart on you, you are in the ranger of danger there. You're you're definitely in the splash zone of pink eye. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) Like if you're if you're doggy styling and like there's a fart and that happens and the other person like gets a whiff of it. Like I'm not I'm pretty sure that that's. You're in the safe zone, but otherwise, like yeah, you have to put on zone. a you have to put a little poncho on your face. Oh, a dental dam. There you there go. You go. So, there you go. <laughs> it's a poncho for your face. Just your eyes, just goggles. You just don't want that pink eye. <laughs> you got a goggles and a snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, that's that's kind of what I've what I've come up with on that one. Um, I do have products and I do have numbers. Did you have any other discussions or things you wanted to add to mm-hmm. your thoughts on this? I really like my idea of the splash zone. 
I prefer my idea of the butt noodles. But I do like the butt noodles. Spaghetti. That was really, really clever. Um, also, it makes me reconsider ever having spaghetti with my mouth again. <laughs> makes me rethink Lady in the Tram, huh? Yeah, because if I see somebody, like, puckering up their lips and, like, sucking in a noodle Lady in the Tram style, I'm going to be like, oh my god, it does look like a butthole sucking up a noodle. When the moon hits your butt. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey, Aproctophilists, if you're into sucking noodles up your butt, we want to know. Yeah. I don't. But that's interesting. I, I'm curious if you can suck up a noodle with your butt. That's cool. Yeah, we'll uh, invite you on the show. It'll be our first audio podcast. Or our video, first video podcast. That would be awesome. And uh, we want to see it eat a plate. Uh, and, of uh, noodles. Uh, would you like meatballs with that? Or do you want something more along the lines of like shrimp scampi? Like uh, what, what's the best flavor for butt spaghetti? But I also would imagine, I bet they could taste it a little bit. No. Um, no? They do say that your anus has taste buds, but No. <laughs> But I bet the farts that come after that would also be productive and smell Italian flavored. Yeah, they'd smell like garlic and tomatoes. Fish. Fish. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I, when I did study abroad, it was on the coast. So uh, it's a lot, yeah. a lot of there seafood. Yep, yep, that makes sense. All right. Um, I did do some research on FetLife, and I was blown away um by how many people were into um farting on fetlife um when i researched face farting there were 9619 kinksters that were into and or curious about face farting uh, which is a whole lot of kinksters that's a whole lot of people when you portmanteau that it's just farting yeah face <laughs> farting face farting specifically yeah um farting on somebody's faces okay um which one is it now <laughs> which one the face farting farting on someone's faces that mm-hmm. one yeah all of those Can um you let us know one more time <laughs> i'm sorry i still have like the butt noodle image in my head like sucking in and yeah anyways um, it's a race yeah i guess um there was also a group that was dedicated to and i quote Women who love to fart in men's faces. Guess how many people are into that? Specifically that particular coupling. 500. 1,069 people. (laughs) Nice. Like on FetLife joining this group for that. That's pretty cool. Um, There was also just a group called Farting. Guess how many people were on that? A lot more. 10,000. 997. That's it. Uh, There's also a group that was called Face Sitting and Farting with 619. And um, Fart Farting Without Mercy. Wait. Fart Smelling. Wait. How did I write that? I wrote that wrong. Face Sitting and Farting Without Mercy. That was the name. Yeah, Face Sitting's a popular thing. Yeah. Uh, 300. 618. Come on. Sorry. Um, Okay, then there was Fart Smelling. 300. 316. Yes. And also one more group, which was the most explicit. Was it the epitome? Um, huh? Was it the epitome? Oh my gosh, it's the epitome. I'm going to kick you. Are you sure? <laughs> epitome, epitome. 
Um, potato, potato peel. I'm sorry. Oh, look, it's the direct consequences of my actions. I have um, been thinking for the last 10 minutes how to work epitome into a sentence. That's the only thing I've been able to think of. We've been talking about butt noodles, and I've just been like, epitome, epitome, where can I work epitome in? Or hyperbole. That was another one. Uh, it hurts. That physically hurts. Please don't. I'm sorry. I regret it. I Tomato and tomato are not okay. I, I agree. Tomato is okay. Motto is yes, not yes. a word. Okay. Um, there was also one more group that was called direct fart inhalation. Oh, this is like with a pipe. I saw this on Jackass. Really? Yeah, it was like the first movie. See, I think it's one thing to like feel a fart on yourself. Like if somebody's farting on you, like in your pube hairs, like you would feel that. Anytime like the wind blows across your pube hairs, that would you would feel that and you'd smell it. Like the gush of air or whatever. But this is like straight into your mouth. Direct yeah. fart inhalation. Uh, Steve-O was wearing like a, a dome over his head, like a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. And then there was a tube that lit out the top. And Preston Lacey, the big uh, fat guy that's on the show, uh-huh. uh, like sharded into one end of it. <gasps> and uh, oh. Steve-O just started throwing up everywhere. Oh, no. But that's also because he can throw up on command. Yeah, he can. He yeah. can. Although... He and his wife have a really hot Instagram. Just saying. He's a lot better now. Yeah. Now that he's uh, sober. Oh, yeah. That's he, good. I'm yeah. glad he doesn't also smell farts anymore. But there is he's a group. A, he does a lot of... Uh, uh, not charitable work, but... You know, like... Uh, I can't think of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, this group of direct fart inhalation um, kinksters that are people that are into this... Guess how many people are into this? Into farting on directly onto someone's face or no direct a tube? fart inhalation. Oh. They're inhaling somebody else's methane, not methamphetamine, methane farts. Uh, twelve. One hundred and twenty-six. Not too far off. That's this, a lot of people. This seems like a very complicated way to commit suicide. Yeah, I wonder what effect methane. From somebody else's butt has on a person that inhales it. I think a similar effect that it would have, like, turning your car on in the garage and piping that into your... That's carbon monoxide. Or common carbon dioxide? No. Carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide. Okay. But you'll, you'll also die from not getting oxygen. That too. That too. I don't know. It, science. We need to consult a, um, a chemist or something on this show. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my numbers. I was, I was surprised to find so many different groups dedicated to farting and, um, kind of the different kinds of applications of farting, farting into faces, farting in general, sitting, face sitting and farting and farting, um, direct inhalation. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting as well. So, um, methane causes nausea and vomiting. And can cause difficulty in breathing and suffocation. Oh, wow. So it's like the more violent form of uh, carbon monoxide, which just makes you sleepy. Ah, yeah, this wouldn't make you sleepy. This would definitely make you nauseous. Especially if it was acrid sulfur smelling. It is relatively non-toxic. Oh, well, that's good. But extremely flammable. <laughs> yes, yes, that that's is why you're true. supposedly able to light farts on fire. I've never tried I've seen people do it on videos, though. I've seen people do it in a movie. 
Also, if that's Jack. the case. Oh. Yeah, it's Jack. Robin Williams. Oh, I love that movie. Oh, God rest his soul. But um why do people light candles in bathrooms that they just farted in or just sharted in? Because like if it's flammable, wouldn't it create like a gaseous boom? I don't know. No, it's not a high enough concentration. Oh, it's, it's, you have to fart directly on a match. Yeah, you you do it because the methane gas is flammable. Supposedly, it will feed the flame and burn off and not smell. Ah, that explains a lot. I get it. I get it a lot. Okay. Um, Supposedly. I did find some awesome products this week. It took a little bit of shopping around, but I was able to find um, a bunch of different things on Etsy. Like Dino? Um, like Beano. Um, yep. But the whole point is to have gas, right? Wait, does Beano keep you from having gas? Yes. Beano's supposed to help you gas because if you eat a Beano after I you thought it was supposed to relieve your eat, gas. No. Yeah, it's, there's, they'll be no gas. That's the whole, like, joke. Isn't that their punchline? Like, if you take Beano, there, there'll be no gas. Is it like, isn't it like, I thought Gas X and Beano were like, it's going to make you fart, but it's get, it's rid of the gas. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but... I don't know what Beano is, apparently. Yeah. Um, Etsy seller Dicks by Mail. That's right. Dicks by Mail will mail you or somebody else a fart in a jar that will, and I quote, send even the strongest stomachs to the bathroom. All for only twelve ninety five plus shipping. <laughs> um, yeah, I doubt it's a real fart. Yeah, I'm kind of like not sure it is I mean, either. But it's gotta like, be some other sense because farts know. dissipate like quick. I, I, but if you can't, you like catch them in a jar. I mean, the same way huh? you can catch like the ocean breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um also Amazon, of course, always Amazon. Um has liquid fart spray for 425. Uh $4.25. Um I was able to find that um that particular fart spray that they have available is 4 stars. It's rated 4 stars by 354 reviews. <laughs> so a lot of people like to Paid use for reviews. Well, that too. Or they really enjoy that liquid fart spray. Um, also, there's another one that's on Amazon that's called Liquid Ass. And it's $7.95 with a four and a half star rating and 5,406 reviews. <laughs> so, if you're trying to get a bargain on some farty, nasty ass smell... I would recommend you put a little bit of liquid ass inside of a whoopee cushion. So my favorite, (laughs) my favorite fart scent is a fart by Chanel. So that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I had to look up names of perfume companies. Don't look at the screen. Is that some? (laughs) Is that some of that ooh day perfume? Day perfume. <laughs> okay, we've had way too much fun with this. Um, but I think that brings us to the FDI. Um, 
let's let's talk a little bit about the FDI. It's our fetish danger index, and frankly, on this one, I pink eye jokes aside, I think this is a one. See, I was actually thinking that we would just do away with the FDI. No, I like it, and so do a lot of our listeners. Okay, because I was just feeling that it's not... Sometimes Sometimes they're not relevant, but sometimes they are. And in this case, I think it is relevant because pink eye is a real thing, and it is one of my... Um, I don't want to say greatest fears, but it is a fear that I have because I feel like there's a stigma associated with pink eye. And if you go to school as a kid with pink eye, as I did once after coming, I have had pink eye before. So you're gross. No, I'm not gross. You did something gross. I went to a weekend camp. And someone farted in your pillow? And somebody farted on my pillow. And you got pink eye. And... So what you were referencing earlier <laughs> was a real life story. It was a real life story. I've Anyways, never had pink eye. So I went to school. It was it was during spring break. And then I went to school after spring break was over. And I had pink eye. And it was bad because some of the kids that I went to camp with were also at my school. So they knew exactly why I had pink eye. And it was awful. So... Kids, I, don't be awful to each other. <laughs> I've had a cyst on my eye before. That's different. That was extremely painful. Mm-hmm. But, no, I've never had pink eye. I've That's... had pink eye. Don't do it. So, so you ha- you've had experience with this finish before. <laughs> In a very Limited abstract fashion, way. Yeah. In the way that a fifth grader can. <laughs> oh. It's still very painful to talk about, obviously. Why? It's fifth grade. No one remembers. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. The only reason you remember is because it happened to you. No yes. one No one remembers. If you went to your fifth grade reunion, no one would be like, oh, <gasps> Look, it's Dana with Dana, the pink eye. Dana pink eye, yeah. No. No. Um, anyways. So, yeah. Be careful about farts. They're not always safe. Even though methane is listed as not being particularly toxic. What it is, is toxic to your social value. Yeah, I would also give this a one. But again, to reiterate Dana's point, be careful with farts. <laughs> not because sometimes you can get pink eye, but because sometimes they're not farts. Yeah. Never trust a fart after having spicy food. That too. Who was it? Wasn't there like a, a TV personality that said, like, never trust a fart? Was it Family Guy? Peter on Family Guy. No idea. It wasn't from The Simpsons or something? Bart? No. There was somebody that was just like, that was their thing. They were like, never trust a fart. I don't know. Maybe it was never trust a Bart. Never trust never, a Bart. Oh my never gosh. Never trust a Bart, boy. All right. Well, if That's you have... That's uh, Homer's voice from the first season. <laughs> if you have any feedback for us, um, if you have... Um, experience with the proctophilia um, or questions about it or things that we need to correct, um, you should definitely reach out to us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at kinkcastpodcast. You can also find us on Facebook at kinkcastpodcast. And guess what? We're even on FetLife. Yeah. So you can find us and uh, links to our shows on FetLife as well at kinkcastpodcast. Uh, if you want to find out hints for next week's episode... Follow us on Twitter. Well, I will be dropping some hints about next week's episode. Who knows what it is, because I'm not sure right now. But we will be dropping hints. Uh, Like I said, slip into our DMs. 
And I promise we won't let a fart slip back. And, uh... <laughs> uh the best thing you can do is to support support the show. Support, support. Of course, the best thing that you can do to support our show is to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And I read them. All of them. Yeah, that's good. Give us five stars. And you who knows? If we get to 100, we might have a special episode where we answer questions or something. That would be fun. I'd enjoy that. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for episode 85. 